Even here, in this cold crevasse split deep and narrow into living mountain stone, even here, where he could go no farther, where his aching body squeezed so tightly between serrated walls of cutting stone that his back was raw and bleeding, even here, where no roads came and the only trails were paths of small things passing, even here, he knew they would find him. At least one of them would come, drawn by the scent of his blood, would come up through the riven rock and find him cornered. There were too many of them on the slopes below, too well spread as they hunted upward, for all of them to miss him where he hid. One would come. One would come to kill him. He had watched them coursing the field like a hunter's pack. From a ledge where the tumbled stone lay grotesque in the shadows of the shears above, he had seen them lose his scent. They had spread wide, casting about almost as wolves might, seeking movement, great blunt noses dipping to sweep the ground and rising to test the air, thick, sleek tails, swishing graceful arcs as they wound and curved through the diminishing brush of the mountain slope. Long and lithe, immensely powerful, and as graceful as dark zephyrs on the wind, they moved upward in silent unison, missing nothing as they came. Sunlight on the black fur rippling over mighty muscles was a tapestry of iridescence. How many were there? He hadn't been able to tell. They were never all in sight at once. He judged that there were thirty down there seeking him, but it didn't matter. Of the hunting cats he had seen, one would be enough. Hunger had knotted his stomach as he turned upward again, seeking a place to go to ground, or a weapon. His hands craved the touch of a weapon, any kind of weapon. He had then found a palm-sized rock with a cutting edge and balanced it in his hand. It was no proper weapon, only a sharp stone, but to hands long comforted by the tools they held, it was better than nothing at all. Clambering into tumblestone mazes, he'd used his rock to cut a strip from the leather kilt he wore and concentrated on binding the strip about the rock to make a grip that would fit his hand. He stumbled, fell against a spur of stone, and felt it gash his shoulder. Warm blood ran down his arm, bright droplets spattering the rock beneath his feet. He paused for only a moment, looking at the blood, and raised one eyebrow in ironic salute. Then he had moved on. Above the tumblestone rose the sheer faces of rock cliffs, and among the cliffs he had found the crevasse, and now he waited there. He had seen them coursing up through the mazes, had seen the one that paused and sniffed where it found the droplets of his blood. One, at least, would find him here. That one had the scent and would not lose it again. The crevasse was a great slit, deep into the standing cliff. Far above was open sky, but the walls were sheer with no place to climb. For a time, the cut had run on, inward and upward, even widening at one point, where a tiny cold spring dripped from a sandstone cleft to pool in the sand below, then disappear into the rising ground. He had stopped there for a moment, trying to quench a thirst that tortured him. Then he had gone on, and could almost feel the hot breath of the hunting cat closing in behind him. From the spring, the crevasse wound back into sheer stone, narrowing as it went. Finally, he could go no farther. He had pushed himself into the final rift as tightly as he could, holding his breath, and he felt the cold rock scraping at his flesh.